Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, and welcome to Table Manners. Today, we've got a guest that I've wanted to be on our podcast for so long. I feel that I've got a big affinity with her. She's a Brummy. You're not a Brummy, but yeah, carry on. I went to Birmingham University okay, and my mum was a Brummy. Cool. Um, I think her constituency is very near where my mum was born. She's quite vocal, not that I am, but she's a force to be reckoned with. She stands up for what she believes in and she makes me feel proud to be a woman. We have the Labour MP Jess Phillips on Table Manners today. We are very excited. She has a new book out, Truth to Power. It's her second book. And she's managed to fit us in after a Good Morning Britain episode this morning. We need to go and start those fritters because... I don't want the, the, the sizzling. I don't want another loyal carner with the lacquer situation. No. But quickly, what are we making today, Mum? We're making turnip and sweet potato fritters. With parmesan? With with parmesan, pecorino actually. Dally. And then serving it with fried eggs on top and some slow roasted tomatoes. And some pesto that we found in the fridge because we yeah. were supposed to do it with like a basil oil. And we didn't. I think that's almost basil oil. And then your brother yeah. has broken away from his studying to make an apple cake. It's the Ottolenghi one from Simple and it's yes, really, it's really good. And Alex doesn't speak to anybody. So um, the fact that you've managed to tell him to make a cake in the morning, it shows how excited we are about having Jess Phillips on. I told him to make it a little later so the kitchen smelt delicious. You keen bean. Yeah. I made something that I don't think it's worked really, but oh, never mind. That's I'm sure totally, it may not look beautiful. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, right, making you a tea. I'm almost a Brummie. Oh, are you? My mum was born in Birmingham in Bordsley Green. Oh, that's literally on the edge of my constituency. Yeah, I know. It's not, um, it's like Peaky Blinders. Yeah. That's Bordsley Green. I know. Well, I think it's, it is, yeah. So my, my granny lived next door to the pub in Peaky Blinders. So, and also I went to university in Birmingham. Oh, so you're basically a Brummie. I really am The thing Brummie. about Brummies is we, we will basically let anyone be a Brummie. We're very welcoming. <laughs> so were you born and brought up there? Yeah, I live literally three streets from where Is I your husband born. a Brummie? Yes. And your kids born are Brummies? Yep, yeah, born and bred. We're like true bloods. 
we don't we, we, we've not in, in any way sort of changed the genetics we've kept everybody truly brother stronger or that which one do you want okay good right i've got to put this down because my daughter's on this friggin chair jesse moved in with me a month ago or three weeks ago yeah feels like three months ago uh, i was gonna say how's that going i mean it's okay. It's fine. It was not it's great for what... Last week was not a good my week. My husband decided to fuck off for two weeks um, uh. to go to LA and, you know... No, I'm Jesse, still you resentful. need to explain. He was working. Yeah, he was working, but, I mean... <laughs> Can I just say, I'm just yeah. loving how you talk but to she's each got, other. <laughs> so she's got a three-year-old and a six-month-old. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you'll be out of the fog in about four years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish actually, I could present it better than no, that. You wrote only... a brilliant Guardian article about, <laughs> about don't have a January baby. Yeah, it, it is so true. Yeah, well, tell tell everyone why. It's so brilliant. Um, so I had my first baby in May, um, and even though it was horrendous and depressing, when you wake up at five in the morning, if the sun is up, I know it, you feel much much better about the world. You're and right. also you can put the baby in a buggy and go for a walk, can't you? You can get out of the house and you can stretch your, your You're limbs. You're so right. And then I had my second baby on Halloween, and so when he was like, yeah, two months old, it's the midwinter, and you, I'd get up in the morning and it would feel as if I had eight hours stretching out before any light came and I would just sit in like a groove in my sofa with the baby just waiting for the light to come up and then you can't go out in the day can you like I couldn't go out and just sit in parks with my mates and feel the bloody layers all those layers and then as soon as they poo all the way up to their neck (laughs) you've got to undo all the bloody layers and kids become like a starfish don't they like like (laughs) so many clothes on and it just was so depressing having a baby and I found it I found having a baby my first baby really hard because I was young and I didn't know what the hell to do and having your first baby is a massive culture shock but I actually found my second baby even harder and it was entirely because it was the winter and I just couldn't do the things that would protect me but don't you think maybe it was because you also had another one maybe and you were knackered and because I'm finding at the moment well I feel like I've got two weeks worth of lions um saved up from him being away for two weeks so but that hasn't really we haven't like put that into action yet because I seem to be oh what the gratis yeah that's what my husband used to say you've got the gratis yeah yeah yeah, lions and loo um so it was it was really funny seeing in that article that you know your husband being like it's your turn you're like no 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 I've been up all night no it's your turn. Um, I would just blatantly lie in the morning. I'd be like I've been up all night. He's like well that's funny because I have actually been up all night and you were fast asleep. And uh, yeah, my husband was a night shift worker at the time. Oh God. So well, no, that was good because really? he he was on call often and he would be in our house. And so he would just get up with the baby. I mean, because my second baby, I mix fed him so he could have a bottle in the for that exact reason. Um, and so he would, his hours of yeah. being awake were, he was used to being up all night, but then he would have to sleep all day. Um, but yeah, I would just lie and say, and, it, and we'd have this horrible fight every morning like it's your turn it's your turn and you can't shout at the baby even though you want to be like you're such a dickhead I know I I mean the amount of times I wanted to just be like this baby is such a knob I've definitely Uh, said whispered in hushed tones fuck you in the middle of the night so you can't do that so you have to just shout at your husband and I I would 
we're just tearing shreds off each other in the middle of the night in the freezing cold and at the time you know we lived in we lived in a victorian house and it's freezing why didn't you leave the heating on uh because uh i suppose money is the truth um what were you doing then were you working yeah i was i worked that was now i started working at women's aid when danny was about six months old so I was working at a charity for refugees at the time, I think, but I was on maternity leave, but not for very long. But, um, yeah, it was just grim in the winter. And and it is much harder having to. I remember there's a thing I don't... This, I'm going to say some really bad science now, um, where the way women, women's auditory sensors are different to men's. And if there is more than one noise... It's like I hate, like, people talking and playing music on the train or something. I find it really, really horrendously distracting. Like sensory overload, yeah. right. And there was one time my son, my older son, he's three, he was three and a half when Danny was born, and he was just going, can I have a hot chocolate, can I have a hot chocolate, can I have a hot chocolate? Just over and over again, and Danny was screaming, and I'm trying to sort out the bottle or something in the kitchen, and I just fainted with Danny in my arms. Oh, wow. I just literally collapsed just with the sensory much. overload of it. I used to faint loads when Danny was little. He was £10, 10 ounces, and oh, wow. so my body had been through. And then I got um, sepsis <gasps> after he was born. Why? Uh, I had um, MRSA in the hospital um and so then i got sepsis so my body had been through like a massive massive trauma like a genuine like trauma in the actual clinical sense of the word was it a c-section you had no so i had a natural birth afterwards when they sewed me up (laughs) this is a bit gruesome when we're about to wait when they sewed me up that's an important yeah (laughs) yeah 36 (laughs) stitches i think i had oh Uh, my god did you tear or did they do it yeah mum i Tore, no, yeah. she could have had, had an, an episiotomy. Oh, yeah, true. No, I think I tore because he came out really fast. And he was huge. He was huge. And afterwards, the midwife, this Jamaican midwife, said to me, You should never have been allowed to give birth to this baby. So I was like, that. Well, it's a bit late now. <laughs> it's, it's done. Um, but yes, because he was massive. And my placenta, his placenta was six pounds. How dare he do that to <laughs> you? Every day I remind him yeah, yeah. of the trauma <laughs> that he has caused I know they don't normally weigh it, but they were like, check it out. This is a massive placenta. I was huge. I couldn't drive after seven months because I couldn't fit behind the wheel. Did you eat the placenta? No, I did not eat the placenta. <laughs> my mum, all, all of us were born at home. Um, apart from me, because I was in some sort of distress because I'm awkward. Um, but all, all my brothers were born at home. And, uh, yeah, they used to have to like, burn the placenta in, in, on a bonfire in the back garden. But, no, I did not eat the placenta or have it turned into capsules. But can I just say that has totally broken through. That is cut through because my friend Marcella, who is literally from one of the most working class bits of Birmingham, she had a baby recently. And she did. And she, yeah, she had them made into pills. Yeah. Just literally, like, if they are getting people from the alley, Craft project to, to turn placenta into pills that has had total cut through i did not do that i did not eat that i would have been eating it for weeks so, no more placenta please no. No. Um, was you, so did you grow up in quite a i don't know why i'm saying this i had a baby at home but like quite a hippie family yeah, 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 right, quite okay. hippie um although like not hippie like posh like you know, holistic often, um, I don't really know how to describe it, but yeah, they were like hippie. Like they would, we had 
lentils in jars. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> this yeah. is essentially sort of uh, the only sort of marker that I can think of. And, like, my parents were part of CND and my mum was really into, uh, like, the NCT. And they were long before it was really trendy and middle class. They were... they. Was it part of some sort of getting vegetables from the market collective? Oh, amazing. <laughs> it sounds like your husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Jesse's husband was born in a cooperative. Oh. A women's lovely. cooperative next door to a male cooperative. Oh, that's amazing. And they went backwards and forwards, clearly, to be able to have babies. <laughs> so my husband was, I mean, I'm not going to say cooperative, was basically born in a commune uh, in a big house in Birmingham where loads of people just were, lived together and his, like, first cop was uh, in a tyre. Oh, wow. Just, uh, um, and then they managed to get a council house. But, yeah, so it's a bit like that, very hippie-ish. But sort of working class hippie-ish, yeah. which is, I, I'm not sure, a thing that really exists so much anymore, but was definitely a thing back then. So what were you eating on a kind of school night? Was your mum cooking? No, my dad did all the cooking because my mum, when I, in my, all of my memory, my my uh, mum was at work. She went back to work after she'd had me. I was obviously the tipping point. She'd stayed at home for 17 years and was like, this is enough. Um... So my dad used to do the cooking in the evening and my dad is a brilliant cook and there was like always about 10 of us to feed every night. So we, I mean, my mum did once apologise to me for feeding me exclusively cheap mints throughout the BSE crisis. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, anyone is going to get this, you are going to get it. We're definitely cruising for Kruitz-Jolt's Yakov's disease. Um, so we ate a lot of like curry and dal and because my dad taught in a part of Birmingham uh, in Hansworth in Birmingham and um, so he throughout the 60s and 70s he taught lots of the kids who were settling from the West Indies and from India right. and so he'd learnt to cook two men had uh, taught him two Sikh men had taught him to cook so my dad could cook amazingly cheaply uh, lots of delicious food, like really amazing, delicious curries and um, like, you know, uh, pakora and stuff. That is just essentially vegetables and yeah. flour. And it makes an amazing dinner, but it's really cheap if you're feeding a lot of mouths. Mm. But we ate like exact classic things that everybody eats. We ate a lot of shepherd's pie. My mum used to have to make like three shepherd's pies. And in my memory, my dad just got one all to himself. I don't know whether I've just <laughs> totally made that up. Like he was a giant. So what was your mum doing? Um, what was her job? Uh, at the time, she'd, so she'd just gone back uh, to work when I was little and she worked for uh, an organisation called Rosper. She was a secretary. Um, for an Prevention organi- of accidents. Yeah, the accidents. Yeah. Royal. Uh, Royal. I don't Royal? know what the O was. I don't know what the O is. So- society society of Protection of accidents. accidents. Because it was back in the day when like people used to like choke on the eyes of teddy bears and things. Yeah. And it's uh, really, they, they still exist. Yeah. And so when they I was, do risk assessments. When now. I was little, we used to have to take part in like poster campaigns. So I remember I was the first person ever to have a pair of Fisher Price skates that you could put around your shoes. Uh, these plastic ones. Oh, I and remember there's a, those. There's a photo of me and my brothers have got old fashioned ones and there's a photo of me and I've got these plastic Fisher Price ones because we were 
testing the safety of them. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's another one where it's us in a big van and it's about doing up your seatbelt. And it's me and my brothers sat in the cab of an enormous lorry and it was like the poster for safety. And um, so we used to just get drafted in because she had a load of kids, <laughs> need some kids. I've got one of all ages for any eventuality. I've got a kid that will suit your needs. So, yeah, but when I was little, that's what she, she did. Still, she's... No, she died when I was um, 28, 29. That's young yeah. to lose your mum. Yeah, but she was quite old when she... Well, not, not by modern standards. How old but, was she? She was 34 when she had me. That seems... But, but it's young now. Uh, it is totally young now, but uh, but she'd had a baby 10 years previously, okay. 11 years previously, so... Uh, How old a whole was she rate. when she died, then? Uh, she was 61. <gasps> That's when too she young. Died. Yeah, she died of cancer. But my so my older brother, my oldest brother, so he, he was in his 40s, like mid-40s when she died, which... I can't help but feel slightly sort of envious of that. That yeah, is a more she, reasonable time for yeah, you to lose had your. Longer, yeah. yeah, although to be fair, because I am a gym slip mom myself and had my children young, Did she knew you? she knew my kids. Whereas my oh, brother's children had only just been born, and my other brother has since gone on to have two children, and she never met them at all. How old are you? And so you... I got that side. So, so how old were you when you had your first child? Twenty-three. That is young. Yeah, but now it's young. It but my mum had her first baby when she was 23 and, that, and she was considered yeah. old. But you, you, you <laughs> got pregnant quite Quickly. early on yeah. in your relationship with your now husband. Your, your my husband. now husband, yes. So my that, current husband. It was um, it, your, yeah, <laughs> your only husband. Your, 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 your first, first love, husband. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, her first husband. Introduce <laughs> Sam, you say. My first <laughs> husband. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was. I, I was listening to your um, um, brilliant um, interview on... Elizabeth Day's House Fell and just talking about that and how it was like, what, three weeks in or something? Uh, yeah, so yeah, about three weeks in of us actually being together, yeah, I um, found out I was pregnant. Um, and But I had known him for a yeah, long, long time. Although, I, you know, I don't know what, I feel the need to caveat that as if to say I'm not a horrendously reckless person, but it wouldn't have made any difference whether mm. I knew him actually or not. I would have made the same decision. But uh, yeah, we'd been friends for years mm. and years and years before that. I don't, I don't really know how. It's just where, where we live, everybody's just friends with everybody else. It made me laugh when um, Elizabeth was talking about um, your husband being Instagrammable. He's fit. Is he he's gorgeous? really fit. Because I didn't know what he looked like. Have you? In, and I'm not going to lie. I went on. I went. I went on your Instagram, which I'm really um, baffled why you're not verified. I feel like that's ridiculous that you're not verified. I don't. We need I, to get a blue tick sorted. I, for you. I don't know. We were having an argument about this in the pub yesterday with my mate Alex, and I was like, she was like, why aren't you verified? I was like, I don't even know how you, what it oh, is. Oh, we'll sort oh, this. You. Don't worry. What about is that. verified, darling? It means you got a blue tick. You don't have that yet, Mum. But that's okay. <laughs> Come on. Um, but you've got like <laughs> freaking 18,000 followers. You should be verified. You're in, you're going to be the future prime minister. Oh, you should be you. you should be verified. Um, but yeah, and then I, I was like, right, what's all the fuss about this husband then? And like, people fucking love him. <laughs> and it is a total shock to everybody who has known him for a long time. <laughs> Why is he so hot, Jess? He's just, not seen a photo. He's got fit in his old age. It's, all it's annoying how that say. happens to men. He, Fuck them. He was he was bang average most of his life and did not uh, and did not was not well kempt. Uh, but as he's got older, I think because we had our kids really young, in the sort of prime years when people become adults, we were like you know scruffy and not well kept. But because our children are now older and we have time to like go out and exercise and eat well and 
do look after ourselves and go and have nice haircuts while all of our friends are knee deep in nappies now he has he takes a cracking photo now <laughs> yeah he does he and really he's got does a, he's had a beard he's, he's very very dark skinned and he's completely white british but you would not know that by looking at him he looks sort of turkish or and lots of people mistake him for being pakistani in birmingham lots um he's got a very very black beard and very black hair and for white people to have completely black uh, hair is quite co- um, uncommon Sorry. So he, uh, but because it's now trendy to have a beard, my husband has had a beard since the age of 12 and fashion has just come back round and found him again. I wanted to know though, you're saying, you know, nowadays you get to have your hair done. I've seen you've got a nice manicure. I have. And I, this is, I hope she doesn't come across. No, I get it. I would have the nice manicure anyway. I would every week. Every week. I do think that it's, um... And I, I, this doesn't, I don't want to sound condescending because I can't fucking stand it when they go, you've got two children and you've got this. How do you do it? How do you brush your hair? No, but I just feel um, it must be so full on, particularly at the moment you're promoting a book. Yeah, you're, you have a family. You yeah. have you've got your bill. You've got your bill through. Yes, I got yes. my bill through. Yay. Yeah, so yeah, I've got to keep doing that as well. Yeah, you're scaring Boris. Yeah, you know it's um, it, there's so much going on yeah. and. And I remember you, I, I watched you um, in Parliament and you were talking about, um, you were talking about the fact that you were just like, this is so ridiculous that Brexit is like, it's stopping us being able to actually do, do our jobs. jobs. Yeah. But I just, you seem relatively calm <laughs> at the moment. And I really appreciate you us yeah. giving us two hours. Because, but your day started today at... Ten, well, uh, ten past five in the morning. Because you've already been on Good Morning Britain today. <laughs> yeah, and I went to bed at one. Why? That's my own fault. Well, I was signing, I was at a book signing thing till about 20 past 10. And then I went out for, I hadn't had any dinner. So then I went out for dinner and I was... Because I don't, don't get look to... look tired. No, you look great. I, they put a lot of makeup on you at Good Morning Britain. Um, and they did my hair. Uh, but... It's always nice. I'm, I, I run on empty. I am always much better when I'm empty. Uh, really? And then I need to take some time to, like, recharge. But I am very, very good in a sort of crisis situation. I am good at basically having, like, three hours sleep and then just getting back onto a treadmill. Uh, I'm I'm happier that way. I like working very, very hard. My mind wonders if I don't. And one of the reasons, I suppose, that I ever got involved in politics is because I didn't want to stop after my mum died and allow it to take over my life. And so I just throw myself in. When things are bad, I work hard. When did you become an MP? Uh, 2015. I'm always... Because I look at you as somebody who says they've taken drugs um, yeah. says that that you know um it's so open that there's no skeletons in your closet and that's what's really refreshing and i think that's brilliant you know you don't have to do a michael gove and be like oh by the way i uh, did a line back in 84 <laughs> god i wish um, you'd do another one <laughs> Christ. i was about to say something that would be almost certainly libelous so i won't say it um, but um but anyway so i kind of feel like you know people you resonate like I mean especially for women um you're kind of every woman and I oh, that sounds I hope that doesn't sound too gross but I think it's it, 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 no but it's it's it, it you're so relatable mm-hmm. and I think it's really refreshing that you put everything out there because 
then you don't need to hide from it anything. Is a, it was a protection, to be perfectly right. honest. It was, uh, I made the decision. So there was a horrible, I had a horrible uh, experience. It must have been about six months before uh, my initial election in 2015, where my brother had a psychotic episode, um, drug-induced psychosis, um, and... I was he was like roaming the streets in my constituency uh and I was having to, I was like I must have looked like an absolute lunatic but I was like having to drive alongside him slowly trying to get him to get into uh my car so I could take him to Chapman Road Chapman Road which is the psychiatric unit the nearest one and I've done this a number of times but um I and I had to stop the car and sort of try and wrestle. And he's he's like six foot three, my brother. And when somebody is having a psychotic episode, they obviously don't have reason. And he's sort of attacking me in the street. And I did manage to get him in the car eventually. But at that moment, I rang uh, Caroline, who is one of the people who is sort of like worked in politics for years and is my one of my good friends. And I said, I, I just, I can't do this to my family because this is just too awful that if this incident happens in three years time if I've been elected you know that's not fair that my family's life has to be laid bare and this will ultimately be used against me and so I was like I'm going to quit because it's not their conscripts my family it's not so much my brother uh, although obviously it is him as well but at the time I to be perfectly honest, I had very little sympathy Um, but like my dad having to see like stuff written about his son in the newspaper or stuff like that and so I was like I'm gonna pack it in and she just was like well you you can pack it in Jess if you think that that's the case but don't you think that people like you should be in parliament don't you think that people who can understand who've been through hardships and and that day I remember I was in a cinema complex my kids had obviously gone to see some film and I was sat outside on the phone to her and um I just made the decision to always just be upfront and honest to protect myself so that you can't have like a gotcha moment um, and just to be honest. And if people don't like it and don't want to vote for you because of it, then you just have to live with that. Has it ever bitten you in the arse? Never. I mean, oh, well, I don't know because I don't read it all. It might well have done. Um, Well, at least you haven't been touching anybody's leg. No, I've not not groped Mm, anyone. I've never accidentally groped somebody. Did you not remember that? Did you see what Katie Hopkins, that awful Katie woman, she wrote, I'd rather be grabbed in the pussy than have a prime minister who was a pussy, yeah. She needs she needs help. I know, I mean no, I No, <laughs> she needs to she's she does it she's like Piers Morgan. Yeah, she does she, it for and attention. And she had a big p- picture with with Boris. Oh yeah. Did you did you have Piers on today? No, 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 he wasn't on today. Would you have done it if it had been Piers? Yeah. I I probably would have. I've yeah. done it before uh, with Piers. Has Morgan. he been a dick? Is he rude? To be honest, he's not a dick to me because I stand up to him and he's perfectly, you know, he'll 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 try but and I, actually I don't I don't want to let him off the hook but I also don't want to make it like oh he'll try and have a go at me and I'm much better than him so he can't. That's not what I'm saying at all. Is that actually he says it because so that people stand up and actually as soon as you stand up to him in face to face. He's a bully. He will listen essentially just go happened, like, he will give you respect but what happened to him he used to edit the daily mirror and he was adored by people who work with him and he just has Can turned I, into a monster i mean yeah, I, as uh, i go on good morning britain uh 
relatively regularly and lots of things and I find that the the makeup people are always the people with the best gossip okay oh, yeah yes. they always know who's like an arsehole and who's not what do they say well, they Charming. say he's really nice yeah it's pantomime so he, it's pantomime it's, yeah they're like honestly he's one of the nicest people right so Jess is Boris one of the nicest people no. you've met no, he's not, is no, he? No, Boris is genuinely not one of the nicest people I've met. But to be to be perfectly fair to him, I've never had a proper conversation with him. Really? No, so... He's frightened of you. Well... I, I mean, think he is. Well, that's, that's mm. kind. I think it's yeah, kind. Yeah, I think it is kind. <laughs> um, I think he wouldn't want to take you on. I mean, I think he likes to be surrounded by people. I think that Boris uh, versus me, if we were to put it in those terms, is that the trouble for Boris Johnson is that his shtick of being honest and authentic looks uh, tarnished if he stands next to me and he cut it's very hard for him to boris johnson to claim that i'm the establishment and he's not if we're stood next to each other yeah. talking and so i think that that is uh, tricky for him but um i don't know if he's nice or nice to, well actually if uh, i actually i do know whether he's nice or not He's not nice because all of the stuff that is coming out about uh, one thing I don't like about Rush Johnson is just not honest. Mm. I, I don't I don't mind if people don't agree with me or have different politics. I, I absolutely don't mind at all. I just would prefer it if they were just honest about it. And I'm sure we could find a way through. Having said that, I'm sure that me and Boris could sit down in a room together tomorrow and find common ground that might be able to get us through the Brexit thing. But it would mean both it would mean both of us having to accept that we would lose votes from our base, from the people who would cheerlead for us. And I would be you know what, I would be I would be willing to try and find a way through. But Boris Johnson is not willing to do anything that will affect his base because at the moment he just wants to throw red meat to his base in order to help him. And what about Corbyn though? Do you think Corbyn oh, I could do the same I mean I could do the same with Corbyn, yeah. What about Corbyn with Boris? Oh, I'm not sure that they could find any common ground. They can't even ground. sit in the same room, I don't think. No, I mean, they they almost certainly will have to on lots yeah. of occasions. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure that they could find a uh, common cause. Not because they couldn't, but because both of them, again, it's this problem of you've got to be seen to be speaking to your base. Yeah. Whereas I think we've all got to try and speak to the country. Now, some would argue, you could argue that Jeremy Corbyn, in his position, uh, let's say ambiguous, to be kind, ambiguous position over Brexit, is a t potentially trying to do that. I do, but I, to be fair, it's not necessarily, it, well, it's not, it's not working at the moment. It's just, uh, has it been mental in... <laughs> Has it been mental in the House of Commons at the moment? It has. Now it, that you're back. It has. Know. And yesterday when we were doing uh, the domestic abuse bill, yes, we were actually debating a piece of legislation and people were standing up and saying their piece and people were intervening on them and saying, I agree with you, but have you thought about this? And then there was the... And I... There were two women uh, in Parliament who were sat in the debate who had come in on by-elections and I said, you know, that this is what it used to be like. We used to have bills and we used to debate them and we'd try and improve them and then we'd get them on the statute books and some people would vote against them on perfectly reasonable grounds, and, and, but they would go through. And But it has been mental because since these two women, for example, have been there, it is just urgent questions. It is statements from the Prime Minister. It is question, answer, question, answer. There is absolutely no 
reasonable back and forth uh, to a position. That stuff has still been going on in the background around other things, but it has been it has been combative and it has been mental to no two ways but about do that. you think that brexit has kind of brought a sense of camaraderie with with the women in parliament yes, yes that's definitely true um for all of the disunity that it can cause it has definitely uh, brought together political parties. So for the first time in my uh, time in Westminster, I watched political leaders from different platforms, from different parties standing together and saying, you know, we have common cause about this because the country's more important than our political parties. And that that felt really, really, really good. But then you go immediately back into the punch and Judy of it. It's annoying. <laughs> you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volur xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Right, let's talk about food. I hear you're a bit of a foodie. I love it. So, do you love cooking it? Um, I, I actually do love cooking. Do you have time I am to cook? just not very good at it. Okay. And my husband, I used to be better. My husband is an amazing cook. Is he? And so, oh God, I, bloody Insta- oh, fuck, I know, Instagram. He's perfect. He's can, a god. He builds furniture as oh well. Oh my God. Can I marry him? Yeah. Jesus. He can fix the lights, he can cook. Um, and so my husband really uh, likes cooking and is a brilliant cook. And so uh, I don't cook very often, it has to be said. I've been de-skilled by my husband, but also but he likes I can't cooking. ever reach the heights that he can... He could, We could make the exact same thing and his would be amazing. Uh, okay, so, so what's his, like, creme de la creme? Uh, I mean, there's just... He's sort of weirdly obsessive. Uh, and so... He will have one thing that he practices over and over and over again <laughs> in, until it's perfect. So we had a whole era of fried chicken oh, where wow. he was just making the perfect fried chicken burger. With, and he, I mean, he went to the, when, he, when it was burgers. What made it perfect? 
I, in the end, just like, you know, the, I, I suppose... Not having it, probably. <laughs> no, but to be fair, I missed the fried chicken era. Um, but when it was the burger era, I mean, he went to the lengths where he would make his own plastic cheese. He would buy chemicals no, and things no, and make no, his own no. plastic cheese. We, he is him. He is like Heston Blumenthal. <gasps> He is proper, like, we've got a sous vide. Oh, wow. And, okay. Yeah, cool. like, you know. Do you ever use it? I use it to make rhubarb vodka because we've got rhubarb in our garden. So that's the only thing I've that's ever used the sous vide for. use of it. So I do use the sous vide, but it's really heavy when it's all full of water. Um, but um, How do you make rhubarb vodka in a sous vide? You just put your vodka, water, um, and... Uh, like tons of rhubarb sugar? some sugar and some star anise and maybe some orange peeling oh uh, and you shove it in the sous vide for like four hours and then it's done and then like do you have to leave it for a bit leave it to cool overnight and oh, then so you, oh, it. perfect so you can like have the <laughs> bottle the next day perfect. yeah 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 I've got bloody hundreds of bottles I ah, should have bought is you it one like, is it Christmas gifts uh, maybe I will give it out as Christmas gifts <laughs> although I'm always like you should have bought me something <laughs> um, no he's he's an amazing amazing cook but it, the things that like everybody we have things that we make every week like we have like six dinners when you're cooking for a family yeah you just get into like the rotor of it's sort of like 10 meals that we eat on a sort of seven day rolling uh so it's not like we always have although we always have pizza on a and uh it was a monday night but now because i'm not there on a monday night we moved it to thursday Aww. night and he makes his own dough and everything oh god so it's not like a takeaway pizza oh no, no 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 we, we make our own pizzas do the boys like cooking absolutely love it both of my sons are amazing cooks uh, so my son's just started doing his GCSEs and one of the ones he's doing is food tech oh, nice. uh, and he's absolutely both of my children could cook a roast dinner from scratch uh, and one of them's only 10 um, and <gasps> my 10 year old son is a, is a brilliant brilliant cook so he makes amazing chili makes uh, amazing like chicken and chorizo sort of paella they are really, really good cooks, my sons. And Bloody my youngest hell. son is really brilliant at baking as well because my mother-in-law, my husband, yeah. he gets it from her. She's like a weird hobbyist. Uh, not, not weird. Diana, <gasps> if you're listening to this, you're not weird. Love you, um, And she she will, like, take up a hobby and do it obsessively for six months and then move on to the next one. Um, but um, she's brilliant at baking. Like, she should go on the Bake Off, but, but she But you went swear. on the Bake Off, didn't you? Yes, I did go on the And I won, I won it. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry. Not like the big Bake Off, no, just the celebrity one. Yeah, so I only still... did one episode. I didn't win, what, like, the whole what thing. Did, what was your showstopper? Uh, I it, so we had to make a cake. Did your husband make it? No, okay. I definitely. My, my mother-in-law gave me the recipe, and Great. she came round and basically taught me to make it. Fine. Um, and uh, so I made. You had to make yourself represented in cake so <laughs> but it had to be you and you had to be made out of cake you couldn't just be like put like an icing you on the top it had to be the structure of you so i made uh, a big cake that was um cardamom and fennel cake mm. um and it was like, like a fennel big seeds yeah fennel seeds okay. ground up in the icing nice. and uh it was me like and then it was me made out of the cake with a big speech bubble that said smash the patriarchy because it also had to show your hobby and I was on with other people who were like a comedian and like a runner and like you know although he, to be fair Big Nasty was on it with us and he didn't make the showstopper because he didn't turn up for the oh second day um, but um, you know they they have like you know really things that can be really put into like 
an obvious hobby that has like props. Yeah. Whereas like feminism yeah. and uh, politicianing, politicking, um, doesn't really have like a th- a thing that you could obviously uh, put on. So I just put like a big. I made a big speech bubble out of cake. Um, did you do like a face? Yeah, yeah. I've made, and like, what were you made? A round out? cake it? out of cake out of fennel. Cake. Yes. And then I covered it in like marzipan and icing and I did my face and I stuck some hoop earrings in it. I love this. <laughs> um, but I, I, how has it affected your boys and your husband with you being kind of more and more in the public eye and being kind of it's, such a leader? It is sort of weird in that how it, it doesn't really affect them that much. Yeah, I mean, it good. will affect them. It will affect that. It would be wrong to say it doesn't affect them at all. It, it definitely will. Um, but it, they are, I don't know if it's a Birmingham thing. Uh, I often put it down to a Birmingham thing is that we are a sort of, um, and it's, it's funny because for me to say this, I realise how ridiculous it sounds. We're sort of an understated people. <laughs> I recognise that I am not cut from that necessary cloth. But like the, um, you know, there is essentially a sort of shrug about being from Birmingham. And if Birmingham had a tourist tagline, it would be like, come if you want. <laughs> and so both my, my husband is so... I think somebody once described him, it was uh, Blake from The Observer, he said that when he read my first book, he, my husband came across as the sort of strong dad who sits in the corner and reads the newspaper and looks up every now and again. But when the chips are down, he's the strongest person. It's a, it's a bit like that. So they don't really pay any attention and they don't get flapped by it. My my older son hates it when people speak to me in the street if he's with me. I just think because he finds it boring because he's heard that for the, that person, it's the first time they've had that conversation. For him, it's the nine millionth. And what's um, it usually about? At the moment, it's about Brexit. Okay. Um, Are people ever rude to you in the street? Never, never, ever. My kids have had incidences where it's been tried to be used, at my older son anyway, not my younger son, um, has been tried to be used against him in the playground oh, by no. idiots and stuff. But to be fair, he's just like, you don't know the half of it. You think what you read in the newspapers is bad. She can be much worse. (laughs) And they they updated my Wikipedia page, my son and his friends, to say that I eat quavers in the bath. Uh, It's like the weirdest (laughs) trolling ever. And he kept it on? No, they they took it off. It took like 10 minutes for um, it to be uh, like taken off by Wikipedia. I didn't even know it had happened. Uh, And then somebody called him a digital vandal when I talked about it. Uh, And then I, uh, because they said they took it off because there was no citation and that he wasn't a reliable source, which he took immense umbrage with. He's like, I live with her. I am a reliable source. Uh, although, having said that, it is not true. I do not eat quavers well, in the bath. What, what is your favourite uh, crisp? Crisp to eat in the bath. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat crisp in the bath at all. I like quavers, but for a bath, they would be awful. They wouldn't hold up to the steam. They they would. They're for no, the floaty you're so, light. You're so right. My mum like hoards watsits. I love, love watsits. Do you know what? I love a watsit. I, I love the cheesy fingers <laughs> the you get. Cheesy, yeah. And no, I, I, you, you get know, orange. I especially fingers. like a packet of watsits that's been left open all night and has yeah, gone slightly, stale. They're slightly soft. Oh, I love yes, that. That's my too. favourite. So I will open a packet and leave it in the cupboard and then eat it the next day. Watsits are fabulous, Jessie. <laughs> 
table manners, do you think you've got good table manners? No, not really. Uh, I'm always the, leave the me- most mess uh, at a restaurant. Like, you know, on a white tablecloth, it's all, I'm always the dirtiest. But I don't know if that's... I'm enjoying that, it. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. My husband is very, very particular about table manners. He doesn't pick me up on it, but he's really funny about my kids. And I actually find uh, that tiny bit tedious. Like, he's, like that he, he will pick them up on like sitting up straight right. and how they hold their knives and forks and eating too quickly he, he you know every day at dinner is uh, a trot through the acceptable table manners uh, but where yeah my dad definitely used to do it to me when I was a kid but well, there were so many of us around quite a small table that essentially you could get away with anything I used to like chew up food I didn't like and like spit it into a thing and then like hide it or go and pretend to put it in the bin and things I definitely didn't have good table manners as a child but one thing I would say that I am really strict about is that we eat at the table every night that I am in my house we will sit down and uh, sit around the table are they interested how your day has gone or do they almost want you to escape being an MP at dinner time. I mean, I think that you've given them a level of empathy that they de- they don't actually have. They're just not interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, if something has happened uh, the other day, I think it was when my office was broken into. You'd think that that would be the leading thing. Are you all right, mom? Is everything all right? My son Harry was like, I know it's been a bit shit, mom, but you were trending second on Twitter in the whole world. <laughs> He said, you were only beaten by Area 51. Uh, so, which apparently is relevant again. Um, and, um, yeah, so no, they don't really... But I do that thing of asking them how their day has been, which is grunt. almost the worst... Cre- I mean, it doesn't matter how old your children are, they cannot answer my, the question, yes. what did you do at school today? Oh, my God. OK, fine, because I've been trying to do it to my Don't daughter do it. It's a waste at nursery, of time. and I thought maybe it's because she's only three. No, it, well, that will remain the case for the rest of her life. <laughs> Jess, I've made turnip and sweet potato fritters. Excellent. Well, kind of. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> do you want one or two eggs on top? I'll have two eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's no trouble. It's no trouble. I don't know why my brother is actually hidden because my yeah, brother's made yeah. you this apple cake. Um, he loves you so much. It's an Ottolenghi apple cake because honestly, and he he loves you. So this is kind of what he did when Jay Rayner came here too, where he just made something and hid. Um, but yeah, he will come down soon. And he was like, I hope you've researched her because she's really incredible. And I was like, yeah, I've researched her. God, fuck off. We are asking everyone um, what they would stockpile for Brexit. This feels quite um, yeah, appropriate. Yeah, yeah, right. So, because Brexit is happening. Do you think actually Brexit is happening? Do you? I think it probably will happen. Yeah, but no I deal. Don't, no, I don't think no deal will happen. Okay, I feel quite confident of that. Um, well, I, I would uh, wouldn't. I haven't stockpiled anything, but where I live, where I've always lived. Uh, buying things in bulk is the totally standard practice. So I live in a very multicultural community mm-hmm. and where I live, nobody buys like olive oil in anything less than like 50 litres. Like people <laughs> have cans of it in their hand and rice in enormous sacks right. and chapati flour in enormous sacks and things. So uh, I, I definitely am going to be all right down my street for a good while. I don't need to worry. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of... Uh, Oh, you know, chickpeas and food. But what I would definitely, what I would stop our uh, toilet roll. Do you think we're going to have that a gonna problem? Is that going to be a situation? It might be. 
Why? Have you heard something? Just... <laughs> Jesus! I haven't, I haven't heard about, about Lou Roll yet. I haven't heard anything. I don't have like an insider track. But Crikey. you know, you don't want to be running out of that. <gasps> Jesse. <laughs> um, okay. Drinking water. Why? Is that water going to go to shit? We have only six weeks. I mean, I, I, I may be back saying bad science again here, but we have only six weeks supply at any time of clean. The chemicals that we put in our water to make it clean, they come from Holland, I think. Uh, and we can't store them at the rates that we need them. Sorry, I mean, it's not so funny when you ask me that question, no. is it? <laughs> I think this is really tasty, I think it's, I think it's really Autumnal. tasty. Autumn, very. Um, What's the juice worth the squeeze? I don't know, but I'd like to see whether your husband would be able to perfect a fritter and let us know how to do it because that took for fucking ever. Um, did you flour the outside and did you make them in long in advance and put them in the fridge? No, they never told me to do that. Yeah, but that they won't tell you to do that. But it will always form better if you make it in advance and put it in the fridge. <laughs> Jess, you said you don't cook. I'm oh, sorry, you just given us some but fucking I, I, but I sit education. and watch other people cooking. Are you going to run for Prime Minister? <laughs> I mean... Not today. Not today, yeah. But I would consider running, yeah. When do you think will be the not time? Not to be, you don't get to run to be the Prime Minister unless you're in a weird situation like the one we just had. You run to be the leader of your political party. Um, oh, yeah. Well, would you... Yeah. OK, when are you going to go for the leader of a political party? Uh, I mean... That's entirely up to the members. I probably wouldn't win. Uh, however, um, I would I would consider running, definitely. But there has to be a vacancy first. Because I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a, you know, Corbyn had momentum. I feel like you've got all <laughs> the feminists. Do you mean literally momentum with a big air man and little <laughs> But I just, um, yeah, yeah, I just feel like something's brewing. And and I, I think it's so refreshing and wonderful um, to have somebody that is so normal. Oh, that, that is kind. Uh, and I, I agree with you. I think it would be refreshing. But it has to be about much more. It has to... It, personality politics is one of the problems, I think, in politics at the moment. Mm. So it has to be about, as well as somebody with uh, sincerity and trust and integrity, those are all incredibly... But you have all that. I, you know, I don't doubt that I have the, all that. And that's what people saw in Corbyn, certainly in the, in the beginning. Um, but there has to be a, a broad plan for the future as well. So I'd say that needs some work. OK, fine. Because it has Fair to enough. be about people's lives, not just because people will trust me, because... It's very flattering and I'm very pleased that people feel that way about me. But it would be wrong f for that to be the only platform to stand to be the leader of a political party on. Because you should stand to be the leader of a political party because you think that you can change people's lives for the better. Now, I do think that, but it has to have slightly more meat on those bones. So a work in progress is but what is I would a, say. But it is a work in progress. Yeah, a work in progress. And when you say it's a work in progress, does that mean that you um, have... People not around really, you. No. <laughs> okay, so okay, so you haven't got the team yet. No, no, no. I don't. It's not like there isn't like a sort of it's defined not like West Wing or No. Like, okay. Or yeah. Nothing scandal, in politics yeah. is like West Wing or Scandal. Okay, got it. I, do you like Scandal? I literally love it. Me too. It's I my love it. Very, very favourite. I mean, it went a little bit off piste when she was kidnapped and you thought she'd gone to bloody like Iran and she was actually in a box. Yeah. I mean, it went off piste on many different yeah. occasions. However, I loved it. Salma, who works in my office in Birmingham. Whenever she does anything, she'll text me and just say hashtag handled. Like <laughs> Last Supper. Mm -hmm. 
Starter, main, pud, drink, go. Okay, uh, starter, I would have something that was like crab, like fish. Because mm-hmm. I don't really well, cook I love, fish. I like crab. Yeah, I don't really know how to cook fish very well. So, um, like a crab cake? Yeah, crab cakes. Oh, yeah, I, like I love okay. soft shell crabs. And I you can made eat the delicious things. Absolutely delicious. So I'd have crab, some sort of crab starter. And then for the main, again, I'm going to go fish, which I find really odd because I don't really like fish that much. <laughs> but my absolute comfort food. And my husband, funnily enough, because it has been a bad week, he said he would make this for me at the weekend. Oh. And uh, I didn't even ask him. He was just like, I'm going to make it. He makes like this Goan fish curry. Oh, it's Ooh, lovely. Oh, yes. It's so good. And he, he, it used to be when we were, when we were, had first had Harry and we had almost no money. And we lived on very, very sort of basic rations that he would occasionally make this as like the treat. Like he would go and buy like cod loins and make this curry. And it is just, it tastes to me. It tastes like my marriage to my husband. Aww. To fishy. me. <laughs> fishy. fishy. Slightly fishy and not consistent. <laughs> um, but, um, it, yeah, it is absolutely, and it's like, because so, of the coconut and everything, it's like so Warming. comforting, yeah. like soupy and delicious. Something, something so nice about soup, isn't there? Soup is so... Yeah comforting mm. um and so i would have that for for pudding i don't really eat a lot of uh, pudding but if i could have if i could have anything and it was there was no object i would have my mum sorry, sorry right? do you want to fucking say do a bit louder <laughs> jesus sorry it's so charming um, <laughs> really i think it's rude it, <laughs> Um, it's, uh, I would have my mum's, uh, treacle tart. She used to make, uh, a, just a sort of really basic treacle tart. She would make the pastry from scratch, which people, I never do that anymore. Life's too short to make pastry from scratch. Agreed. Um, but she would make pastry from scratch and there would always be a little bit of it left in the fridge for ages that, which was always the, the view that we were going to make jam tarts that never got made. <laughs> and then it just went hard and got thrown away. Um, but, um, she used to make, yes, treacle top with a proper, like, where you twist the pastry on the top. So um, I would have that as my pudding. I would really like some of this. This is, looks amazing, this cake. You, you've just, you, you said when you were talking about your last supper that it's been a really shit week. Yeah. I thought it seemed quite positive when oh, yeah. old the House of Commons yesterday. But oh, like, yeah, but that but, was, I haven't seen my husband since then, so, uh, so... But at the, over the weekend, after the sort of death threats and people trying to siege the office, as you put it, um, it's just been really tiring. Um, but it has been very positive this week. And going around and talking about the book and telling yeah. people to speak up has been brilliant. This is your second book. Mm-hmm. And can you... Well, how long did it take you to write? Because uh, I don't understand when you had time Seven to weeks it took. That's very quick. Yeah, but not, I mean, not also, I didn't do it like all day or anything. I just did it in the evenings and I'm stuck in Parliament a lot for a long lot of hours. So like most people will go home from work at like seven. Yeah. But I will get stuck in Parliament with no meetings or anything to go to, waiting for a vote for hours and hours on end. Uh, and so yeah, that's I just when wrote you... that's when I wrote it. And also just in the evenings at home and at the weekends. Um But that's when I'd be watching Scandal. I mean I can write whilst watching Scandal. <laughs> can manage both of those things so what can people expect um so the book is uh trying to help people feel both inspired but also have the tools to stand up for themselves and 
stand up against what is essentially a rising tide of horribleness. Yeah, dissent and despondency. Lots of people feel more activated than they've ever felt before in their lives at the moment and people know what words like proroguing mean and understand about amendments and Mm -hmm. congress and different inquiries people are much more clued in but at the same time they are also very at risk of shutting themselves off from the world because it's just too much and people write to me all the time and say i just want to do something but i don't know what that something is mm. uh, and so in, you know instead of responding to the thousand people who've said that to me via email individually i thought i'd write it down in a book about how people can help and the book charts the story of six people who have spoken truth to power one way or another um and tells sort of each of the sort of stages of doing it and the things that will happen and how you'll feel um, through their stories and through different things that I have done uh, to try and help create a situation where people feel like they can get their voices heard and that, that nobody matters any more than anybody else regardless of where they are in the hierarchy and that we can try and just make the world like slightly more palatable. I don't think that you know my, my book on its end is going to make the world slightly more palatable but it'll do a little bit. So what... One of those case studies within mm-hmm. the six stories. Mm-hmm. Who can you give an example? Yeah, so um, Zelda Perkins is the the sort of book opens with the story of Zelda Perkins, who was a twenty four year old PA to Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. and long before um, anyone was standing up to him. This was back in the early nineties. The it charts the story of how she literally walked up to him and challenged him on the fact that um, he had attempted to rape her colleague so her colleague had claimed um i have to say for legal reasons and you know what the sort of fallout of 20 years of being silenced for her of speaking truth to power but her bit is about how do you find the courage to do it to do something like that and the idea trying to get rid of the idea Mm. that people are it's a cat oh it's the cat hello cat Uh, trying to get rid of the idea that people are somehow magical and the only kind of people who do this are a certain sort of person that she was a 24 year old PA and did you speak to all these people oh yeah I met with them all and interviewed them all um, and so they're all a bit Erin Brockovich yeah yes in fact I cite Erin Brockovich I cite my mum as being like Erin Brockovich in the book because my mum sued um a huge pharmaceutical company in like 1981 who had made a drug that made my nan's eyes uh, and lots of other women it was a medication for angina which it turned out they didn't have but they don't do enough research into women's presenting heart disease um but they and it made my nan's tears dry up so she stopped her being able to see and um so my mum sued them when she was pregnant with me uh, and for millions and millions of pounds. In fact, this sapphire here, this ring, which I had remodelled, was given to her by when in the will of one of the women she got the payout for. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, so my mum was like Erin Brockovich. Can I just ask you one thing? Do you have a karaoke song on a karaoke night? Turn Back Time by Cher. Oh! oh. And where would, you, where would you turn that time back to? <laughs> um, the 90s? Just, just basically when like you were 1997, wild. yeah, 1998, when I was wild and I already had Tom, so I don't have to lose him because he was already in my life. Uh, and um, like politics was like on an even kill. 
Like things were just getting better, weren't they? If you things were, were just like on yeah. the up and everyone was a bit positive. I know. But if you weren't in politics, would you go back to working... At Women's Aid, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether I ever will go back to working in Women's Aid, but yeah, that I would... Yeah, yeah. I, I miss it. It was really good fun. Um, thank you so, so much for coming round and being such a wonderful guest. You're and welcome. good luck with the new book. Thanks for having me. Um, I feel like you don't need any luck, um, but yeah, wishing you all the best we all with everything. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Mum, I loved Jess Phillips. I want her to be my friend. I just think everyone would want her to be a friend. She just is a real woman's woman. She was such great fun. She she has that wonderful combination of being serious, sensitive, but also great fun. I feel like I should do a little bit more with my day now. Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.